Got my jokes. Got my opinion on Captain America. I've got my I finished donuts. my ramen. I think I'm ready to do a podcast, guys. All American podcasts about Captain Holy America. Holy crap, we're actually doing a podcast? What fresh spore of madness is this? I know. French. Wait, did you just say French born? I said fresh spore of madness. Fresh spore of madness. That's a new one. I'm not going to use that. I think we're going to. This is going to be the start of the podcast. Hello, everyone. This is episode 86 <laughs> of the Legendary Frogcast. I am your host, Joseph Blanchett, and with me is Dustin Watts. And yes, Dustin, we haven't done a podcast in a while. It's alive! And we're doing one again. <laughs> and Randy Keepers. Yeah, because I'm still a co-host here. <laughs> Jeez, Randy, you haven't been a co-host in a while. That's because I've been busy with my work at home stuff. And yeah. oh, and um, a shameless plug for my show that I'm. Yeah, that's right. Plug your show. Oh, um, I do a show week of whatever. Um, we don't have a real schedule set in stone yet. But we did a seven day stretch of nothing but fighting games. Uh, but that was the first week it was week of fighting. But we plan on enhancing the show more so. Um, so we're excited to debut our next series of week of whatever. Um, as soon as we're out of this weird hiatus rut that we're in right now, but but it will become a regular thing. So keep an eye week out. Week of anime. <laughs> can you play anime? Can you play? Yeah. Well, we could. We can do some subgenre stuff. I don't. I don't mind. I, it's just what um? And where can they find that at? Um, I actually have a show on uh, YouTube, and it's on Screw Attack, and I'll uh, give Joey a link to put that in there in the. Uh, in the um, description of the show, so you guys can look at that, and uh, you can watch me and my buddy Checkpoint play video games together and slap each other around. So yeah, yeah. So look in the podcast description for that, and if you remember the address later, you can plug that. Riggedy, right on. Okay. Yep. And uh, you know, since it is summer movie season, you can be sure that we'll be doing a lot more podcasts. Listen. Yay! All the all them summer movies. Yay! I don't know. I'm I'm pretty hyped for. Oh, wait, no, hold on. No, there's Godzilla. There's Godzilla. I'm excited for. But um, but we should probably diverge on the point of this podcast, huh? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we should. Which is like my favorite current thing right now is is Marvel movies. Yeah. Like, like these movies have been so good. Yeah. For so long, like every every few months, I'm like all hyped for for a new one. <laughs> So this weekend, um, Captain America: The Winter Soldier opened up in the Americas, and mm-hmm. we all saw it. So we're going to talk about this. It is going to be spoilers. We're going to spoil it, spoil it all over the place, and we're going to spoil Shield. Agents so, of Shield, yeah, so yep. much spoilers. Yep. So. Um, oh, if you haven't been watching Avengers of Shield, what the hell's wrong with you? Yep. Oh, I I haven't been because I don't have the channels for it. But, it's on the website. Um, it's, it's on ABC.com. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., kind of the first half, like, wasn't fantastic, but it was still okay. Um, but they definitely picked up after that midseason. That's good. Yeah. Okay. I'll give it a, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. So. And um, we'll talk about that, but because um, it, it fits in with um, Winter Soldier. That's good. So, uh, yeah, so... um. My expectations for this movie was pretty high um, because I've been hearing a lot of good things about it. And um, for the most part, it delivered, I think. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, yeah, I, it's sorry. It made it. I find it. A lot of people like it better than the first one because most people weren't expecting a period piece. Is that much of a period piece in it? But yeah, this was. But yeah, oh, overall, why people wouldn't be expecting a period piece with the first movie? Yeah. <laughs> Since um, <laughs> that's what it was billed as. Yeah. Exactly. So um, like as the as the um. The official Marvel uh, guy in the podcast. Um, I really want to uh, say how much I appreciate um, a lot of the, uh, the source material, or um, like how is how uh, how they're treating the Marvel IP now. Like for instance, I'm not um, like I like how they play with a lot of origin stuff and they how they adjust certain characters. For instance, Falcon. I liked Falcon a lot. Like, I, I was worried that he was just going to be kind of a, oh, look, and it's Falcon. Kind of like how uh, Hawkeye, yeah, Black, uh, Black Widow was in um, Iron Man 2 or or how Hawkeye was in Thor. So yeah. I was worried, but he ended up being like he was in the comics to Cap, which was um, which was a sidekick, like a buddy, um, a friend. They, they developed this kind of a camaraderie, and I, I really like that they – you know, they, how they looked at each other like, you know, they're both buddies who, um, you know, they're war veterans. They're, um, you know, very loyal to each other and all their ethics and things like that. They, you know, they, they um, even have running jokes. I mean, well, literally, in the most literal they, they, sense, they running, have joke. running jokes. <laughs> and so, like, on your left and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, I really like how they treated uh, treated Falcon in this one. It's such it a good really... point. They introduced a another superhero, mm-hmm. and um, it wasn't and it it fit right in with the story. It wasn't um, it wasn't like played for jokes or anything. It wasn't just yeah. a cameo. It was like a you know it, it fit right in with the character. Oh, with, a... the, oh with the movie. Yeah, that's and it's. I'm liking where this is going, that they're introducing more and more characters, but they're doing it organically. Yeah, yeah. And, like, because, I really... Uh, oh, sorry. Go for it. Because one of Marvel's strong points is that it's always had a very... What's the word I'm looking for? Diverse cast of mm-hmm. characters. Oh, yeah. I mean, literally, if you... You can literally pick out. If you you can pick out every single Marvel character in a silhouette in a silhouette easy, you know, just from the back. I so, remember hearing a interview with that actor, and he says, "I was really disappointed that I didn't get to wear the. He has like a white and red spandex costume. I was disappointed I wasn't able to wear that." <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's not, this does not seem like. Too much of a spandex universe, sadly. Yeah. Well, well, the thing with Marvel, like a Marvel um, Studios movies, is they always find a good mix of um, what the comics are and what's practical. And it's not just one comics continuity that they stick with. They they pick him. They they're picking from the best parts of each Marvel universe that they they're sourcing from. Yeah. Oh, I think like. Marvel actually making these movies directly has um, helped it a great deal, and they can oh, yeah. choose their writers and directors a lot more carefully than, and with care, than like Fox and um, 
Sony usually do. Yeah, exactly. Brothers. Like, I kind of feel that this is slightly off off tangent, so I won't talk a bunch about this. But I feel like um, Sony and Spider Man are, are kind of in the right direction, but Fox always seems like they just kind of take what they can get half the time. So we'll see about that. But um, yeah. So Captain America: The Winter Soldier, um, like like a uh, Iron Man and Thor, like takes the events of Avengers into account. Mm-hmm. Um. Like after New York, you know, aliens invading, they're saying, "We know we need a protection. Like this ain't gonna cut it." So um, they ramp this, it up. Yeah, they they ramp it up big time. And of course, Captain America being from a time that's like pretty black and white when it comes to what's good and what's evil. Yeah, yeah. He has uh, lots of problems with this sh- shades of gray approach. I don't know. The, that's one thing I kind of. I don't know. Well, is it is a little too close to home because? Yeah, it's way too close to home. Which I think but, was the point. Yeah. Yeah, it is, and like with a lot of um, their uh, methods for like explaining why the uh, the helicarrier uh, initiative thing. I, I forget what it was called. I, uh, I, insight. Insight. Yeah. Insight. Yeah. The necessity for insight was was really intense but then you know how that could be how the big bad of the movie could use it to exploit it and yeah. you know pretty much control the world and stuff like that it's like well it, it hmm? well, um but yeah it, it's just like uh captain america you know brings up the you know the point of like you know hey well this isn't freedom and, and stuff like that i really liked how they they go into uh like what cap's always been about yeah exactly it's it's how he is he's he has always believed in the right even when he's not even when his even if it puts him in the wrong light if that makes any sense exactly like in civil war for instance oh i knew you were gonna bring up civil war yep It, it was inevitable yep so, so like, obviously it was Hydra behind like the entire Hellcarrier thing. Hell Hydra. So, um, do you think like, it, like it, it wasn't Nick Fury heading up the Insight program necessarily, but it was no, Hydra using it like like building it as an excuse to eradicate all their all their enemies. It was, exactly. It was co. It was ba- they said it themselves. They. They infiltrated Shield at its very inception, and yeah. and it was like and literally corrupted it very slowly and surely to their own ends. Because let's not forget, Shield was founded was founded as a as protection, mm-hmm. yeah, not control. And you can exactly. see how a person like Nick Fury might go along with this. Until he starts to smell something rotten, he's like, "Wait a minute," because in a perfect world, what they're doing isn't well. It's morally kind of ambiguous, but what they're saying is like, you know, we're using this to protect the world, but it could very easily, in like what happens in the movie, be like used for evil, like a drop of a dime, right? Yeah, the thing about Hydra is they're not big on free will. 
they think if humanity has to choose for itself, it will always choose wrong. Mm -hmm. So they want to choose for humanity, whether they like it or not. I wonder if um if, if their kind of overall mission kind of changed after you know Red Skull's gone because his was more just like rule the world with power and fear. No, well the thing is, Red Skull has always been about less about power and fear, and all, he's always been about control. That's what he wants. He wants control of the world to shape. To his ideals. And I never really thought that the Hydra in this movie wanted to change people's ideals, though. It was, it was just getting rid of anyone who would oppose them. Yeah, well, exactly. That's that's what it was for. Yeah. Well, the, well, and then, well, who's left? They shaped the ideals to where they want them. Yeah. You know? So along with Steve Rogers in this adventure um, is Natasha Romanoff. Mm -hmm. um, which I was very glad she had a, you know, she, I mean, she was the co-star of this movie. You know, she was yeah. around just as much as as Captain was. Captain. Where, where, oh, where was Hawkeye? I was thinking the same thing. It's like obviously, like, like the actor probably wasn't um, available. Like a, a Jeremy Renner, they had to, like, a, I'm sure they had a version of the script with him in it. Um, but yeah, like Hawkeye seems like he's a big part of. What Shield like? He's one of Shield's top agents, and, the, and he wasn't even mentioned in the movie. Yeah, and there's also like, like the fact that um, Haw Hawkeye and Black Widow are so close together. Yeah. Like even in the comics, they they're really good friends. So like, um, they heck they even debuted together, I believe. But um, like uh, in the comics, I mean. Well, in the comics, yeah. Yeah. So like. Um, you know, they have a lot of past history, so that they, the fact that they went like, oh, well, here's Black Widow, and she is here, but no, you don't you don't get to have your Hawkeye. No Hawkeye for you. They um, um, could have mentioned, like, it's like, where's Burton? It's like, oh, he's out on assignment somewhere. Yeah. So, I mean, that would have been nice. Maybe not, would, maybe not necessary, but, but it would have been. I wouldn't be surprised if he was, if Hawkeye was the, uh, is going to be covered in the next uh, Marvel one shot or whenever Captain America Winter Soldier comes out on Blu-ray that'll be he'll be part of the one shot. He, he, I mean he's a you know he's a big name actor. He all depends on scheduling and all that yeah. stuff. And he horse money money money. Um so, so yeah, I was really happy that she was a proper character. Um we still don't really know much about her. We, we know that she did some bad stuff in the past, but like none of that's been revealed in the, the movie universe yet yeah only that it's terrible yeah. <laughs> oh yeah um, she did yeah and if it's any if her comic history is of any indication yeah that's gonna be fun to i think they said in age of ultron they're gonna go even more into that so we'll see about that um you notice with black widow she has a different personality every movie she's in yeah because each one's a different mask or you know, each each one's a different writer. <laughs> I right, mean, so like yeah. in, in like Iron Man two, she's pretty much a blank slate. In um in Avengers, she was much better, but she had this I don't even know how to describe her. It was this the certain like the certain attitude about her. And in this one, it's completely different. <laughs> so 
not really yeah. playing about it, but it's just interesting how like 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 this character changes every every movie. Yeah, exactly. Well, it could be that she that's a conscious choice on her part. I think it's just whenever she gets a new hairstyle. Yeah. It changes her personality somehow. She even said she's going to be getting a new identity next time we see her. <laughs> it's true. It is true. Did you think that the Robert Redford character was going to be Red Skull somehow? No. No. Not really. No. No. If, if anything, he I was not expecting him to be the mastermind behind this because <sighs> that's another character. I, I think. I mean, I expected him to be the bad guy from the second I knew he was in the movie. <laughs> yeah, well, me too. Well, the thing is, that the, in the comics, that character isn't a bad guy at all. Mm-hmm. But they but they kind of meshed him in with who was the mastermind behind this kind of plot in the comics. I remember yeah. in, in the Avengers cartoon, um, like, Red Skull was literally, like, I don't know if he was that character, but he was essentially, like, a high-ranking guy somewhere and it was Red Skull. Yeah, that, yeah well, Red Skull was going to be president at one point at the Marvel Universe at one point or another. Yeah, yeah he's True. he's done that. That has happened. And um, I'm really, really happy about, about that, actually. I didn't know Hydra was going to be so deeply seated within S.H.I.E.L.D., though. That was a surprise. That, you know but, what? I, I like, literally, that S.H.I.E.L.D. is Hydra. Like, I wasn't expecting that. Where where else to hide but in plain sight? Yep. It was nice to see a, a, a Dr. Zola as a computer. Armin Zola. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Armin Zola. That was really cool, actually. Um, yeah, that was... Uh, that was I gotta admit, I was not expecting that, and that was pre- and it was pretty awesome. He was more like I know it was a computer, not necessarily him, but um, he was a lot more nefarious than he appeared in uh in the first movie. Like in the first movie, he was a henchman that was probably just going along with it because he was afraid. Yeah. Of what would happen to him? But in this one, he's he like literally like like he's he's the one who who started the whole thing, and it, it seemed a little bit out of his character. Oh, it's always the movie. It's it's always the ones you don't. It's yeah. you know. Plus, this was you know he might have. You know, plus they were saying that some of his he did experiment on Bucky in the first movie. That was mentioned. Yeah, that's true. He did do some some bad stuff. Um, so, yeah. So speaking of Bucky, uh, obviously, like fans know that he was a. Uh, uh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. This, was, yep. this was a non-spoiler from the get-go. Yeah. Everyone they, um, knows this. I mean, they never revealed it in any uh, oh, they did, they promotional did stuff. Actually, they did. they did. Yeah, there was a couple promotional things I saw where they talk about um, about how he is a how he's the Winter Soldier and how this was Captain America's best friend, uh, Bucky Barnes, stuff like that. So yeah, that was uh, like. The week, but not this past week. Okay, this is so. Like one week instead of airing an episode of Agents of Shield, they aired a special on Captain America: The Winter Shoulder, and that was one of the main things they were talking about. Oh, during that um special they had. Yeah. For for the name of the movie being The Winter Soldier, um, I thought he was he was good in the movie. I liked his role, but it wasn't. 
you didn't really have a lot going on in the yeah. movie. Um, the problem is there's not much else they could have named the movie if they were going with this plot line. Kind of. I mean, I mean I'm glad it was Winter it, Soldier. They could have named it like any sort of thing. And, and I guess if you're introducing the Winter Soldier, then you might as well name it that. But and the movie just, just really wasn't about him. And not really complaining about that, but I, I was expecting him to have a, a bigger role, really. Yeah. Well, yeah, but in all honesty, that kind of happened. In, that that's kind of ha- what happens to the Winter Soldier in com- when he was introduced in the comics. Yeah. So that's how that's how it goes. It goes. Um, see, we covered Falcon. Um, there was um, your name. Uh, uh, I forget her name in the movie, but there was that um that 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 um undercover agent, agent thirteen. Agent thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Now is that she, is that Piggy Carter's um like great niece or something? In the comics, I think she is. But they never really not, said that in the in the movie. Well, there's there no one can no one's really said for sure either way. Yeah. There there's rumors that that might be the case, but uh, there's no definite. There's, there's no one being saying yes or no to that. I think she's listed as like Sharon Carter in the credits or whatever. But um, yeah. I liked. It was a nice surprise to have um, Peggy Carter in the movie as, as a little, yeah. little scene, and it just it was pretty kind of heartbreaking. And did you notice that one of the last things she said that was actually you know, lucid was you, something about going back to where it all began. All right, yeah, and they went to that um, bunker that was yep. in the camp where Captain America trained. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was nice to go there and see the picture of um, Howard Stark and uh, that um, general sure. guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it was nice that the that the, like the World Council people from Avengers like show up again and kind of explained who they were a little more. Because it's kind of ambiguous in the Avengers. Oh, it, was yeah. kind of, it was nice seeing Agent Sitwell again. And for the last time, I guess. Yeah, I think that was like I know he, he he never had a huge role in the movies or or Shield and stuff, but he was like the other Shield agent that I always felt was kind of iconic to it. And yeah. uh, and when they when he uh, was talking to that senator guy from Iron Man two. Which was fun to see him. Um, oh yeah, yeah and, he goes, was... and he goes, "Hail Hydra!" I was like, "No, Agent Sitwell, no." <laughs> and then the Senator went, "Hail Hydra!" right back, and I was like, "Yeah, that makes perfect sense." <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that was always that was always funny to me though. And then um, yeah. they threw him off the the building. I was like, "Well, I guess that's." The end of him. Oh, wait, was he at the top of the building when they threw him off? I forget. Yeah, they were yeah, at the top of the building. Yeah. And were, then, like, Falcon saves Falcon him. He steals the beans, but then later he gets thrown out the car. I was like, whoop, yeah. it's, up, it's the end of him. Well, um, later on, sit well. A lot of really cool action in this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I... Go ahead. Mm. I was just saying that I love how he was, uh, he was portrayed the Winter Soldier was. And a lot of his action scenes are just terrifying. It's awesome. Yeah, um, I heard him described as like Jaws. You know, like he's just this impending dread when you see him, <laughs> see him appear. 
Exactly. Um, yeah, like a lot of cool hand to hand, good like good action, um, cool car chases. Like I love that chase with um, Nick Fury like near the start. What do you think about how they portrayed Crossbones? <laughs> well, they never mentioned that name in the movie, but he was like. Actually, oh. they do. Oh, they do. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Get it. Bare, it was. It, bl- it was a blink and you miss it. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't even actually identify it as him, honestly. <laughs> um, although, although Batrock, I got like Batrock was funny, or that was a funny little and, nod. And he was a, he was played by a MMA fighter. And he was awesome. I wasn't yeah, sure that was supposed to be a like a, a character, but I heard that after the fact. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, that 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 scene with the boat near the beginning was was really good. Oh, it was ridiculous. I like, loved it. I just, I just love in this movie, like, Cap uses his shield a lot more. So it's just a lot more. Yeah. Like, and I feels, mean, it's not very useless, too. He feels more like a, a super soldier in this one. Yeah. Like, a lot more than, than the other movies. Like, even in Avengers, he just, he just kind of feels like a guy who's just really good at jumping and running. Yeah. And, oh, should we talk about Nick Fury? Yeah, of course. Of course. And how was... freaking badass he was from. Pretty much his first scene to his last. I wasn't. I almost thought he was dead forever, but I was thinking to myself, "No, he can't be." Yeah, I was say that's Nick Fury's not like that. He doesn't. I mean, they're be, all out of. They're all out of alien goo to bring him back yeah. to life. So. <laughs> uh, let's um, let's uh mention Shield. Should, should we mention Agents of Shield and how? I think they've actually been building up to Winter Soldier. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> it, pretty much. The, it, I don't know if it's the entire season, but a good chunk of it has been building up too. I am um, rewatched the last season. Oh, not the last season. The last episode of um, Agents of Shield, um, and I'm still not sure if Agent Hand is part of Hydra or someone else. Like they're, it's still kind of ambiguous. So we'll see where that goes. It could be. It could be a. Uh, she could be a third party taking advantage of the Hydra situation. Yeah. It could be. It's probably but, Hydra, but. But it's probably Hydra. Yeah. Yeah. That show yeah, has gotten a lot better since season point. Oh yeah, that show is. Without. Without giving out too many spoilers. They fixed a lot of issues, and that whatever whatever they did during that mid season break. It worked because that show came together after that midseason break, and it um didn't take much. It just it just needed some just some more plot and some more character moments because it just wasn't quite there at the beginning. But um, yeah. There's some outstanding. There's some really good characters in this show. Yeah, especially since they're getting into actually mixing it in with the with the Marvel movie universe more. Yeah, so. dude. Lorelai shows up. Yep. I bet she. I bet she's gonna show up in, in a. Thor three. Like I, I'm pretty sure that they're going the route with like the sorceress. Enchantress. Yeah. Enchantress, yeah. You like, mean Alora? I think that's her name. Alora. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, uh, the name is in Alora. that episode, they said you know Odin wants her alive. Well, Odin's Loki. So Loki yeah. wants to get get her back, you know. So yeah, exactly. 
Um, there's a few little Easter eggs in the movie too. Um, like when they they explicitly name drop Doctor Stephen Strange. Yep. Yay. And they haven't announced a Doctor Strange movie, but uh, Kevin Feige hasn't hid the fact that it's on the table. Like he wants to make it happen. I'd love to see it happen. Mm. Uh, there was um, a few mentions of Iron Man. Um, and a lot of mentions. Even though we don't really know if he if he has any suits anymore. Well, it was less mentions of Iron Man and more mentions of Tony Stark. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was one of the like when they were um, targeting the the people near the end. Like one of them was Stark Tower. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. And like, what's also pretty funny is like I liked when. Uh, they were talking about how the engines for the uh, new helicarriers were uh, from repulsive car- technology, thanks to our friend Mr. Stark. Is like, oh well, yeah, he uh, gave us some input after being getting up close oh, look with their turf, yeah, with our turbines. And so it was just really funny that they were like, oh yeah, yeah, we were not going to detract from the fact that uh, that Stark got sucked into one of these things and was uh, uh, messed around with by it. So there's a couple mentions oh. of a. Uh... Bruce Banner, um, one that I missed. Yeah. Um, the neurotoxin that Nick Fury used to fake his death, Banner was made. Developed to, by Banner. Was developed by Banner to help him calm down. Yeah. It was, quote, quote unquote, it, it didn't quite work for him. I'm glad they, um, like, like, like they made reference to the Avengers, like, like the Battle of New York, but they didn't explicitly say, like, there was aliens there. Yeah, like that always. Um. So speaking of Avengers references, oh. hey, we found out what happened to Loki's staff. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm. I think I'm. I've pieced together a lot of or which uh, which gems are what or quote unquote gems are what for the Infinity. Okay. So stuff. what we've seen. So the Tesseract seems to me to seems to be the power gem to me. Uh, word of God is is that it's space. Space. That's bullshit because it's a power supply. I know, but but it, but it reaches te- across space. I think. Yeah. And, okay. So. That's yeah. right. Then what about the aether? Aether is power. Power. But it shifts. Yeah. Um, okay. Word of God aether, is not aether transforms matter into antimatter. I was going to say, what it can do, it makes it seem more like it's the reality gem. But um, Maybe, yeah. Because anyway, it kind of changes the properties. Properties of things. Yeah. And the uh, the staff that Loki uses, I'm thinking that might be the mind gem. Because it controls people. Yeah, you yeah. can control people with it. So, it's weird the word of God was like, oh yeah, the cosmic cube, the tesseract, space gem. But I can kind of understand it. Because, like, in the Red Skull, or in the uh, Captain America First Avenger movie, uh, Viggo Mortensen, no, not Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, uh, I'm, looking, I'm, looking, like, I'm yeah. looking at a couple of different sources and yeah. saying, yeah, um, Aether is power, Tesseract is space. And the only one we, other one we've seen is the orb, but we don't, yeah, know that's... What, and, but we don't know what it is. Word on the street is in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, A MacGuffin's going to be the soul gem. Oh yeah? yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Oh, oh, it it doesn't doesn't uh, Gamora usually have the mind gem? Um, well, that would be of. the would be the staff, right? Yeah, or whatever's on the staff. 
But you know, Nebula has hair in the comics. And Drax hails from Earth in the comics. So we're uh, probably going to put some of the like the existing knowledge that we have about these characters by the wayside. Because... Just, yeah, yeah, they're probably going to play off that. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the uh, if the if the scepter was the mind. It makes sense. And how about that that post credit scene, huh? Yeah. So let's say the uh, mid credit scene, because now we have two credit scenes in the movies. Um, yep. Shows Baron von Strucker. Strucker. Yep. Strucker. Strucker. Yep. Strucker. 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 Actually, someone actually called me out in the theater about getting that. Well, wrong. yeah. So I was like, you were like, you were like, oh, that's um. Zemo. Uh, I was Zemo. thinking it was, I was like, Zemo. No, it's not Zemo. It's someone else. I don't remember the name. You're like, no, it's definitely Zemo. And, but, and, the guy, and there was a guy in front of me who said, no, that's Strucker. And I was yeah. like, Strucker. And I was like, God, he's right. So uh, like, yeah. it was a kind of a teaser for Age of Ultron, um, which which goes into how they're going to handle superpowers. In a, in yeah, I was... Universe. Because okay. obviously these guys aren't mutants because they can't say the word mutant. Well, they can be mutants, they just but, can't say well, they're mutants. Yeah. So yeah, that, but I mean, the, the fact that it's Hydra... Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, I was going to say, the fact that it's Hydra, you can expect it to be experiments. Yeah. Yeah, so they were um, doing experiments, and, like, everyone dies, but occasionally it kind of unlocks potential within certain people, and that's where we see, um, we see Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Yeah, Scarlet, yeah. Witch, Scarlet Witch is looking a bit crazier than usual, even for being Scarlet Witch. Yeah, well, you know, Wanda has never been that that stable, stable. anyhow. Yeah. yeah so. But I'm okay with how they had to change the origin story thanks to copyright and stuff like that. Like, I, I really wish that 20th Century Fox would just give the damn X-Men <laughs> uh, license back to Marvel. Please. Well, or I don't... that... Or at least acknowledge that there's other that there's other things going. Maybe have some cross company. I've always um argued with people with this, but I don't think the X Men fit like as a whole within like the like the larger universe because it it just seems weird that there's this whole subspecies of people on Earth, and then there's like all this other crap. Like it works yeah. well, well on its own, but whenever you start mixing it, um, it the thing is that it never really um. There's a whole bunch of subspecies in the Marvel universe. I know, but it's got a it's same, cool when like Wolverine pops up in like he's part of like the Howling Commandos or whatever. But like once you start getting into this, what's what's basically a whole other like a uh, franchise, you know, all by itself. But uh, yeah, so on what they're doing is. Like definitely science fictiony, but it's within like the Marvel universe, you know, rules. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe I'm just looking too much into it. <laughs> I hope that um, I hope Age of Ultron isn't overbloated because it has a million new characters in it. Like I have a feeling that some characters, like uh, like Thor and maybe even like Iron Man, really won't be in it that much. And we kind of like maybe um extended uh cameos at most, and that the focus is actually going to be with Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch and uh whoever else. Yeah, but we'll see. 
I trust Joss Whedon. Trust in the Whedon. Trust in the Whedon. And then we have the post credit scene, which is this little thing with Bucky. Yeah. <laughs> you ever notice, like, when the soundtrack, whenever they, whenever Winter Soldier shows up, it gets all staticky, like, <laughs> it drops the beat. Yeah, he drops the beat. <laughs> um, yeah, so, was there any um, complaints you had about the movie? Uh, not particularly. I, I didn't. Um, nothing really annoyed me. Well, I think I think I may have mentioned a few of my gripes, but uh, it was nothing. All it is is just any gripes I might have are nitpicky, nerdy gripes. Um, yeah, like my biggest um gripe is Winter Soldier wasn't really used a whole lot. I thought, um, but really, when the in the the movie the way it is, I don't know what else they could have done. Yeah. But I was just expecting a little more from him. Um, yeah. And as was the problem with all these Avengers movies, is it's like, what are the other guys doing when all this crap is going down? You know. Well, they could be, as I said. Well, you know, they could be off doing their. As I said, they're off doing their own thing. They have their own problems. To do. Yeah, they're, but they're not really. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, Iron Man was kind of preoccupied. And well, Iron Man probably wasn't Iron Man anymore, but it's like, I don't know. We could have called. <laughs> so and they, Thor wasn't even on Earth for. Most of. Now Thor's living in London, but he's all the way in London. I'm just saying, like New Jersey isn't that far isn't that far away from New York. True. Could have uh, called up Stark or War Machine or, or Iron Patriot or whatever. Be like, hey man, we got some stuff to deal with. We have some Hell Carriers that we need help with. <laughs> you guys can fly, right? <laughs> that would have been really <laughs> helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like that would be so helpful right I now. Can't really do that for obvious reasons because that would have been, would have been hilarious to have Thor go up against the Winter Soldier. He'd be like, "Sap." <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like if Captain America is having problems with the Winter Soldier, yeah, call Iron Man. <laughs> he's all <laughs> he's all metal. Um, I don't really mind though because obviously it's their own movie. Um, I do hope that they eventually start doing crossover movies where it's like. Mm-hmm. You know, Iron Man and Hulk having an an adventure. You know, oh, yeah. Or like Captain America and well, I don't know, uh, someone else. Hulk has been to Asgard a few times. Yeah, never, they've never. Been, it's never been happy times either. He's he's always messed up Asgard pretty much every time he's ever been there. Yeah, I mean, people always say like Hulk movies haven't been the strongest. So what if you have Hulk as a supporting character, like in a I don't yeah. Know, Something else. Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty cool. I, I'd like to see that. Uh, he works really good as a support character, anyhow, or like a, um, you know, not as the main character, but you know, well, I mean, like even if they say, let's pretend they do the World War Hulk, or not World War Hulk, uh, Planet Hulk story arc. Yeah, I'd be totally down to see that movie. I'd go see that in theaters. Planet Hulk. Oh yeah, that's so damn good. Up. But how could they justify shipping up? Well, they could probably, you know, probably call in a favor from the uh, Asgardians. Have them ship them Possibly. off somewhere with the. Yeah, like, like, let's say we take that Hulk versus Thor, you know, mini movie that they had, yeah. expand it into two hours. Like, that sounds cool, but like, can you really make a movie out of that? Not, not particularly. You know, it, but... I just kind of want. On a un- completely unrelated note, I still want my Deadpool movie. 
It's always in limbo. <laughs> Constantly. Yeah. And you know what? People would go see it. No joke. People would go and see that shit. I would. I would be waiting. I would be waiting opening night. Would they though? Yes. I mean, no, not, not like nerds might, but like even like the Wolverine didn't do gangbusters, and that's that's, that's because and, the and that's damn Wolverine. Because yeah. the the uh, newer X Men movies, man, they they've not been that great. Like, well, I, heard, I, I I still haven't seen the Wolverine, but I keep hearing it's really good. It's not bad. I mean, it's yeah. not horrible or anything. Like, first class has definitely been the high point of the entire series, really. Yeah. But like, let's say like Deadpool comes out. Like, my dad might be interesting to see an X Men, but probably not Deadpool. You know. And it's like the audience isn't all nerds. Um, yep. So Winter Soldier, we all liked it. Um, I, I enjoyed it more than The Dark World, um, just from a movie standpoint. Yeah. Um, it was, probably wasn't as a thrill ride as like Iron Man 3 was, but it, it was still really solid. I, I liked it a lot. I, I liked it. I, I liked it a lot better than the first Captain America film. Yeah. But it's I love the curtain. It was much more of a, it was, it was much more of a complete package. Yeah. And that was a problem with both Captain America and Thor, like the first ones. It it didn't feel like it was a complete thing. Well, that's the it's the origin story. Yeah, and that's usually the problem with the origin story. The only the only real origin story that I really got it right was um at least in Marvel terms was a uh, Iron Man. Like that was the yeah. perfect origin story, and it was a. It was a good story overall, too. Yeah, totally. I'll say like Batman. Hulk was probably the weakest. Out of the entire Marvel Studios ones, yeah. It was like Incredible Hulk. Just, just feels like the black sheep. Yeah. Um, it really does. Not because it's 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 bad or anything. It's it's just completely, totally different, and it doesn't help that they completely changed the um. And plus, Mark the lead actor. Plus, Mark Ruffalo nailed it. Yeah, like even more than even even more than Peter Norton did. You mean Edward Norton? Edward Norton. I'm saying that Mark Ruffalo nailed it more than Peter Norton. Edward Norton. Edward Norton. Edward Norton. Norton. Yep. Pardon me. So. Not not that I'm saying that Edward Norton is a bad actor by any stretch of the imagination. I just didn't think he. Oh, good, because I was about to write him and say, "Did you hear what Dustin Watts said about you?" And it's like, oh, you better beat this guy up, man. You better turn to the Hulk. We know you can. We saw you in uh, in uh, American History X. We know you can curb stomp somebody. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't even want to get started on that movie. But, right. but the, okay, next up in, the, in uh, the Marvel Universe is Guardians of the Galaxy. Which I heard you complain about when we saw the trailer. Yeah, coward. I... I've got a few issues with how they're portraying this film, but we well, have to remember it is just a trailer. They were trying to like give like the general tone of it, so we and that's what I was kind of worried about the general tone they were giving because well, that it's kind of, um, the well, director has said that for the trailer they wanted to make it more comedic, but he uh, he's saying you know the movie's has a lot of heart in it too, so. Okay, well, just, I'm we'll going to give it a shot because... I am really looking forward to that because it just seems right up my alley. Plus, it has a... F- okay, we have a freaking 
we have a raccoon that has more guns than most small countries. A walking, talking tree. Boys by Vin Diesel. And let's see here. A and a, a summer glow. Or, or someone looking a lot like, or someone doing their damnedest to do a summer glow. Oh, you mean the, you mean the chick from um, Avatar? Yeah. Yeah, get her name. Because I mean, if she's not trying to do a summer glow impression, I'm not. You know what I mean? Is it just me? Possibly. Yeah. Now, uh, I, I just, I just want to say that. Um, no, Dustin, stop being wrong. <laughs> Because um, I'm not being wrong. I'm just. We can start with this: is that um, even in the trailer, Novacore is being introduced here, and so that's they're introduced in the trailer. It's John C. Riley is someone who's in the Novacore, so we're going to get an introduction to Novacore, which has Richard Ryder, also known as well Nova, um, who is a really. Well, Nova is going to be Glenn Close in the movie. Thank you. Appreciate that, Joey. <laughs> but um, just saying. No, I'm something of a fanboy of the cosmic entities in the the uh, Marvel universe. Right, Marvel so, like, cosmic is pretty awesome. Yeah, this because, will be like the the really the first. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say that like if they make mention of or even have a cameo by Adam Warlock in that movie, I can't promise that my seat will be clean. When I get out of the movie theater, because yeah, I will be so happy. Yeah, they need to have, they definitely need to have, uh, they need to at least mention Adam Because to have a Guardians of the Galaxy film without anything involving Adam Warlock is a crime. Yeah, this will be the first... Marvel movie that that's really about like the cosmic stuff because even yeah well technically Thor you know or aliens and all that it's not it's it's not really it's, it's high fan it's high fantasy yeah, disguised high fantasy sci-fi stuff. yep so um you guys can reach us at josephelfrog at gmail um if you want if you have ideas for podcasts you want us to talk about stuff then uh feel free to send stuff in Dustin oh, yeah. will make Dustin happy yes please I want more. We want, I want to do more podcasts. More podcasts. I just haven't been really worrying about that much when, whenever I have an idea talk to people and we have the work stuff. Oh, <laughs> uh, if anyone remembers that I was in a podcast, it died, so I'm sorry. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P.D. <clears throat> oh, God, that move was horrible. <laughs> so next up is Godzilla. Gojira. Um, by the end of the month, which kind of... Ironically, not really ironically, but it also stars uh, the actors who play Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are in there, so. That's cool. Yep. That's pretty radical. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm hoping that movie's. Hope, I'm hoping that movie's cool. Oh, definitely. Uh, um, it looks cool. Oh, yeah. Trailers. I have, I have. The trailers have been outstanding. I just hope the movie lives up to the trailers. And I hope we don't get another Godzilla like we did last time. It's, don't say that. Don't say yeah, that. Trust me, we're not. not even, don't even. Don't, even it. though it's one of my guilty pleasure movies. Oh, dude, that's filthy. I know, but dude, every 
pretty much anyone in the kaiju fandom hates that movie. I can understand that, but I'm just saying I'm, I have I'm a soft just, spot for that movie. And I'm not just talking a light hate. I'm talking like the burning wrath of a million. Because they don't have any imagination or sense of fun, Dustin. That's why. <laughs> actually, you could say that a lot, but a lot of about a lot of horror. Actually, I, actually, I, I think if you're a kaiju fan, you have to have a big sense of imagination and fun. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, but yeah like, like a, I, I have like, so many. I'm looking uh, forward to the little baby Godzillas in that movie and all that stuff. And, I hope they're cute. And then having a bunch of fish and saying that's a lot of fish. And then Hank Azaria <laughs> is there for no reason. Okay, see, see you later, guys. Later on. Good night. Bye.